Unleavened Bread Ministries presents From your hands, your feet, your side Unleavened Bread Bible Studies with David Eels Can quench my thirsting soul Pure as water made me whole Let your streams of mercy flow Oh Jesus, I trust in you Greetings, saints. Many blessings to you. Thank you for joining us today for the Unleavened Bread Bible Study. Father, thank you so much uh, for blessing us today with your wisdom concerning the days to come. And Lord, uh, knowing the things that are coming, give people peace, um, that they know that they're in your will, and uh, that they have authority to cast down principalities and powers and rulers of darkness. And, uh, Lord, we ask you to make warriors out of your people. Uh, this war is only going to be won in that way. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, we're going to talk about the civil and uncivil war. <laughs> and... Uh, this first revelation was given to Michelle Rogers uh, on the fifth month of 2019, and she called it 2019 Kentucky Derby Predicts Lockdowns and Persecutions. All right. She said, In 2019, I felt quickened uh, in my spirit that the Lord had something to say through the Kentucky Derby that year and that I needed to look into the race. And with some excitement, I began searching the Internet only to discover that this derby was like no other. For the first time in the history of the Kentucky Derby, the winning horse was disqualified because he ran out of bounds, almost causing the worst disaster in derby history. The horse was named Maximum Security. And here's a short excerpt from the news. Uh, quote, May the 5th, 2019, War of Wills trainer Mark Cass uh, likened the race to following a drunken driver and said maximum security swerve had put the lives of other horses and their riders in peril. And for the sake of clarity, here is the final line up of the Derby winners. The significance of the winners is in the meaning of their names and the disaster that was narrowly averted. Maximum Security, later disqualified, so the correct order of uh, first through third places are as follows. Um, first, Country House, Second, Code of Honor, Third, Tacitus. I puzzled over the name of the first horse for almost a year because I just couldn't see what the horse Maximum Security had to do with the United States. And when I heard the name, I immediately associated it with the term Maximum Security Lockdown like in a prison, and uh, couldn't 
understand how that could apply to America. Well, as we've seen, uh, there have been lockdowns, and the leftist deep state is pushing for more. <laughs> so uh, they've done everything they could to keep us in captivity, but they're failing. And Michelle said uh, it wasn't until March of 2020 that uh, the lockdown started that it made any sense to me. I was watching a minister on the Internet sharing about his father's vision many years ago in which he saw that something was going to happen that would so frighten people that they would flee the cities and migrate to rural areas. I've been saying this for a while, that, that you shouldn't wait until then. <laughs> uh, that's when I understood exactly what it meant. Well... This is happening, uh, especially with liberal cities where they don't punish crime, but instead the police. <laughs> they are uh, crumbling because they have no economic sense, and uh, they punish the good and reward the bad. And they're under the curse because of their satanic uh, directions, you know. So Michelle went on to say the lockdowns are being contested in the United States and may be deemed unconstitutional if they haven't already. We may see the global beast implement them, but for now it seems that they could be deemed unconstitutional or disqualified, like maximum security. <laughs> and uh, they are a danger to everybody, and, and they have killed many people. Yeah. So, she went on to say the second horse, which became the first place winner, was Country House. Country House represents the migration of rural areas of the United States as people flee the big cities, although there may be more than this that I understand. Well, absolutely. And the third horse, which became the second place winner, is Code of Honor. Code of Honor is a military term and may signify an increase in military action in the coming days. Absolutely. And it's happening now. Yes, amen. Revelation 6, 3 and 4 she gives, and, and when he opened the second seal, I heard the second living creature saying, Come. And another horse came forth, a red horse. And him that sat thereon, it was given uh, to take peace from the earth. And that they should slay one another. And there was given unto him a great sword. Mm -hmm. Well, a bigger war coming than, we, than many people believe. Even though there is a, much of a covert war now that is breaking out on the surface, it's um, obviously going to get worse. So this could already be starting, although the police and the military actions are very covert, and most people don't know that there is a civil war going on in not only this nation, but in many nations uh, between the Alliance and the Deep State. The uh, fourth horse which became the third-place winner, is what I think is the most important aspect of this revelation currently and why I felt led to share this sign with the UBM community. So in the summer of 2020, 
I was walking my dog and mulling over all of the deadly George Floyd riots, feeling overwhelmed uh, with everything happening in our country. And in exasperation, I said, Lord, what will happen next? Although I had not thought of the Kentucky Derby race in a while, I immediately heard in my spirit, check the third horse. Hmm. I was uh, very surprised to hear him say that, so I rushed home to research the horse that took third place. I had overlooked him because he was originally the fourth place horse, and I discovered that his name, Tacitus, means silence. With more research, I discovered that Tacitus was the name of a famous Roman politician and historian who wrote about the persecution of the early Christians under Nero. <laughs> Getting closer here. Uh, Tacitus uh, recorded how Christians were scapegoated and blamed for a destructive fire that broke out in Rome, leading to mass persecution of the Christians. I felt that the Lord was saying that the next major thing that would happen in our nation was Christian persecution. Well, I can tell you this, uh, they are getting more and more uh, vocal about it now, and very clearly um, they're striking out at the Christians. And that it would come uh, about in the same way. We would be blamed for contrived events as the early Christians were under Nero. Yeah, January the 6th is one of those. I also felt led to stock up on Bibles because soon we will not be able to purchase them as they will be considered racist and homophobic, etc., etc. And, uh, well, we may have a brief respite before that time, but it's, it is coming. Okay. And the very next day, as I was pondering the meaning of Tacitus, uh, a friend sent me Dana Coverstone's dream about the coming persecution. And as I watched uh, the video about his dream, I experienced a trembling deep inside my spirit. I knew that it was a direct confirmation of what the Lord had shown me the day before. And as you all know, the Lord has shown us the same thing, that um, that uh, the... The deep state is going to bring judgment upon the apostate church and prepare them to follow the reformer ministry into the wilderness. Mm -hmm. So she gives John sixteen two through four. They put they shall put you out of the synagogues. Yea, the hour cometh that whosoever killeth you shall think he offereth service unto God. And these things will they do, because they have not known the Father nor me. But these things have I spoken unto you, that when their hour is come, you may remember them, how that I told you. And these things I said not unto you from the beginning, because I was with you. So, the day after January the 6th, I turned on the radio to hear the propaganda 
and they were talking about finding and separating anyone associated with the event because they pose a threat to society. And as you know, they went after Trump, right? Who had nothing to do with it. Well, it was all their setup, their false flag, right? And that's all going to be proven, but not to people who don't want to listen, right? I thought uh, that could be the event, but now that we are seeing the fallout from Roe v. Wade, I think this could be the event that leads to persecution. Well, let me say probably all of the above. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Acts 6 and 15, she gives, And all that sat in the council, fastening their eyes on him, saw his face as it had been uh, the face of an angel. Well, this, of course, was Stephen, who was persecuted and stoned to death. Yeah. And she went on to say, The Lord has said that if we watch and pray, God will give us strength to endure persecution, as he gave Jesus strength before the cross. Our love for Christ and for our enemies brings great glory to God, just as Stephen's face shone with God's glory. Paul witnessed Stephen's sacrificial love and his stand for truth, uh, played a part in Paul's glorious conversion in ministry. And uh, just yesterday, the Lord spoke to me from John chapter 10 how the good shepherd sees the wolf coming and he lays his life down for the sheep. Jesus said that he, that he had the power to lay his life down and to take it up again. And in the same way, he will give us the power to lay our lives down as he leads because his Holy Spirit indwells us. Amen. Okay, uh, Mary Villarreal um, gave this. It's poll. 44% uh, of Americans believe a civil war is coming. <laughs> a higher percentage of Americans don't know that we're in it. There's been a un literal underground war in the tunnels and in the underground cities, which many know nothing about, but are very clearly uh, understood. Uh, so she got this on 6322. Uh, natural News. The Southern Poverty Law Center, SPLC, Polls showed that 44% of Americans believe that the United States is headed towards another civil war. What they really don't know is it's just breaking out on the surface. Uh, a lot of false flags are happening. A lot of weather warfare is happening. A lot of earthquakes are happening, uh, so on and so forth. This is all um, a war, uh, which includes 53 3% of Republicans and 39% of Democrats. So they believe it's coming, but uh, actually they're about to find out it's on. <laughs> the deep state has invaded this country and many countries and is being rooted out by those who want to bring Nasara Jasara law and prosperity. And uh, there is a civil war, which is breaking out more and more on the surface and will get worse. And more false flags are predicted by the alliance coming from the deep state, so on and so forth. 
And while this is a cause for concern, another poll showed that one in five individuals somewhat approve of assassinating politicians whom they believe were harming the country or U.S. democracy. Well, um, there are politicians that have been to the military tribunals and executed and, of course, they believe in assassinating people like Trump. So, you know, that's been tried many times. Uh, so, and other, other uh, politicians have been killed. So, yes, it's, it's happening. It's, it's cl- clearly a war. And it goes on to say, nearly 7 in 10 also agreed that left-wing politicians were deliberately driving economic changes to gain power by replacing conservative white voters with non-whites entering the country in what is called the replacement theory. Well, this replacement theory began in white supremacy circles long ago, but has since moved to mainstream media, which has which as political right-wing citizens, such as political right-wing citizens, It also came to the attention of the media in May when the Buffalo shooting suspect penned a 180-page racist document online that promulgated um, racist conspiracy theories he referred to as the Great Replacement. He then uh, live-streamed himself gunning down black shoppers at a supermarket. Hmm. He then allegedly used the inspirational idea that minorities were and would be replacing whites as a justification for his actions. Well, Federal Bureau of Investigation Director Christopher Wray said that the Bureau is investigating it as a hate crime. Quote, I want to be clear for my part From everything we know, this was a targeted attack, a hate crime, and an act of racially motivated violent extremism, unquote, he said. Related topics here in a link, it's uh, toxic, treasonous, media-pushing, white supremacist hoax, and hit lists of uh, Trump supporters in desperate scheme to drive America into civil war. Yeah. So that's a, a link in an uh, article. And what we found was a great deal of hostility for people on the other side of the political aisle. A majority of both Republicans and Democrats believe their political opponents pose a threat to the country and want to harm their political opponents. The SPLC said in its report that kind of animosity could fuel partisan violence. (laughs) And it is, of course. Uh, Okay, under 2015, U.S. military exercise triggered a cascade of conspiracy theories. The U.S. already put in place some parameters in case things could get uh, a turn for a worse. Uh, In 2015, the U.S. military conducted a routine exercise in the South that triggered a cascade of conspiracy theories. Some people believe the uh, maneuver 
was a precursor to a Chinese invasion, while others thought it was a preparation for a massive asteroid strike. (laughs) Dark fantasy websites said that the exercise, which was called Jade Helm 15, stood for homeland eradication of local militants. (laughs) We don't know that. And then there's the talk of an impending civil war. In a related uh, article, the seeds have been planted for the next American Civil War. I don't think anything stops it now. That was that one. And today, almost half of Republicans and Democrats believe in using violence to achieve political ends, a massive increase compared to less than a tenth uh, for each in 2017, or the year Trump took office. The U.S. has since become a factionalized anocracy, which is just halfway between autocracy and democracy, uh, that is, quickly approaching the open insurgency stage. Well, uh, anocracy or semi-democracy is a form of government that is loosely defined as part democracy and part dictatorship, or as a regime that mixes democratic with autocratic features. Which sounds like uh, the fake Biden regime. (laughs) Yeah, with violence now part of the U.S. political language, novelists like Canadian national Stephen Marsh uh, imagine disunion among the states with the country being one spectacular act of violence away from a national crisis. Well, that's true. Uh, Visit chaos.news for more news related to civil unrest. So watch this video link to know more about the possibility of the government orchestrating a civil war to escalate its own draconian policies. It's it's happening. It's happening. So, personally, I I understand that a lot of people would disagree with my direction here, especially those who have been deceived by the thousand years of peace deception. Uh, Cyrus's empire was followed by a more corrupt empire, the Greek Empire and many times equated to the Antichrist Empire uh, in the statue of of Nebuchadnezzar's dream in Daniel uh, pretty well proves this. Daniel was, in other words, as you went down the the, uh, revelation down to the ten toes in our days, the materials got more and more inferior. So this is another inferior regime coming. Uh, Daniel was a type of the man-child reformers at the time Cyrus conquered Babylon. And also, in Revelation 6, we see that the man-child ministry began just before the second seal, when peace is taken from the earth. So we see the victory over the deep state will be short. Okay. 
Okay, this is a revelation um, Ethan Huff is sharing. Leftists make good on night of rage. Riot threats after Roe v. Wade gets overturned. And this is 625.22. Natural News. Before the U.S. Supreme Court declared that murdering unborn human life was not a federal right, leftists planned a so-called night of rage uh, to riot against the decision. Well, we know leftist Satanists have always been baby killers, okay? And uh, underground, uh, they have gone mad doing this. So this is the George Floyd event of 2022, he says. The overturning of Roe v. Wade is shaping up to become another mass destruction event where extremists on the left howl and break things and possibly even commit violence against humans outside the womb. <laughs> well, this is what communists and anarchists do, right? Yes. Quote, D.C. called to action night of rage. The night SCOTUS uh, overturns Roe v. Wade, hit the streets. You said you'd riot, unquote. Reads a flyer that was spotted on the light pole in Washington, D.C. the other night. To our oppressors, if abortions aren't safe, you're not either. Jane's revenge, unquote. And the fire further states that. So to have a, a, a fit because you can't kill babies proves who you are. But we will pray, of course, for them. Amen. So see this WendyRogers.org page for videos from Arizona showing the abortion insurrection that's already taking place this weekend. Well, I want to say it was a bigger fizzle than people thought. Uh, they were looking for thousands and um, got far, far less people to show up. Um, thank God the leftists aren't as prominent in this country as people think. They're a, a minority, but they're a screaming, very loud minority. And they believe in stealing elections, and they believe in stealing countries. So, in other words, there are people out there in this country, he says, who believe that not being legally allowed at the federal level to murder unborn children is a form of oppression, even though they have the right not to get pregnant in the first place. Jane's Revenge, by the way, recently took credit for the firebombing of a crisis pregnancy center in Buffalo, New York, which was blasted to bits for helping women save their unborn children. Wow. So here's uh, Jane's Revenge declares open season on pro-life groups crisis pregnancy centers. The thought of even just some unborn human lives being saved from abortion is so upsetting to Jane's revenge that the domestic terrorist group recently declared open season on everyone affiliated with anything pro-life. 
The group has an extensive history of damaging the property of pro-life groups and crisis pregnancy centers, including a pregnancy resource center in Des Moines, Iowa, that just like the Buffalo Clinic was recently firebombed. A pro-abortion extremist was also reportedly arrested in advance of a plot to target Supreme Court Justice Brett Kavanaugh's home. The Jane's revenge threats have received little attention in the rest of the press, but we hope the Washington, D.C. and Capitol Police are much better prepared than they were for the riots of 2020 and 2021. The justices and the court, as a democratic institution, have to be protected, wrote the editorial board of the Wall Street Journal. Another uh, letter allegedly written by the fine folks at Jane's Revenge states that the impending Supreme Court decision is an event that should inspire rage in millions of people who can, who can get pregnant. <sighs> Referring, of course, to women as they are the only people who can get pregnant. Well, I don't think they believe that, but anyway. We need, we need the state uh, to feel our full wrath. We need them to be afraid of us. The letter goes on to state, quote, whatever form your fury takes, the first step is feeling it. The next step is carrying that anger out into the world and expressing it physically. Consider this your call to action on the night the final ruling is issued. A specific date we cannot yet predict, but we know is arriving imminently, and we are asking for courageous hearts to come out after dark. Unquote. Hmm. Quote, screaming for the right to murder the unborn. Has uh, there ever been a more demon-driven age? Said someone at Zero Hedge about this insanity. Like the KKK, BLM, Antifa, Jane's Revenge, are state-sponsored domestic terrorists, responded another. Maybe they can just do a peaceful tour of the Capitol building, joked another. Well, sarcastically, referring to the hypocrisy of the January 6th fiasco, I believe. The latest news about the left's obsession with abortion can be found at abortion.news. Okay. Roe decision brings us incredibly clarity, uh, incredible clarity on the Luciferians running the abortion child sacrifice cult. Mike Adams, 62722. Yes. It's all the same pool now. The left-wing vaccine pushers, abortion instigators, LGBT indoctrinators, child groomers, transgender genital mutilators, pedophiles, and Luciferians. They have become a homogenized group of death cult practitioners who feed on children while working to destroy every Christian person or pro-life on planet Earth. Yes, well... Only Christians understand that the people who have these demons pass them on to those who listen 
in a geometric progression. It's happening out there. Uh, it's going to get worse and worse to the end. Uh, there are multitudes of people being turned over to demons because they sit and listen to the reasoning of these people. They don't understand how catching those words are. They're demonically inspired. They're like the uh, God-inspired word that goes into people's hearts and changes them. The devil does the same thing. And the closer we get to the end, the more demon-possessed people we will see until what Jesus said happens, and that is, you will be hated of all nations for my name's sake. Yes, they're spewing out slander and foolishness uh, over the airways and taking down people, and their leftists in the colleges are raising up people the same way, um, spewing out garbage, and it's getting worse and worse. And that's what Jesus said. You'll be hated of all nations for my name's sake. Going on, he says, and now in the aftermath of the U.S. Supreme Court overruling Roe v. Wade, their inner demons have come out for all the world to see. Yes, people need to get their eyes open. And they, they're doing a good job. So over the weekend, demon-inspired abortion advocates carried out demonstrations of fifth and of filth and pedophilia in public with obese naked men riding bicycles in front of children in Seattle, followed by golden showers, uh, urination displays, as well as some people eating their feces. Scantily clad LGBT and transgender advocates twerked uh, in front of children while a pregnant woman wrote in black marker, not yet human on her pronounced baby bump, and then uh, displayed it for all the public to see. Yeah, Wow, they're really revealing. What do they think that they are going to accomplish by this? And anybody that's decent, of course, is abhorred by their actions. The demonism was on full display even while police in blue cities watched and did nothing. That's why they do that in blue cities, because they watch and do nothing. The only thing remaining is for LGBT Luciferians to start sodomizing small children in public while onlookers cheer and wave rainbow flags. That won't be far behind, he says. The gift in all this is clarity. Yes, we get to realize who these people are. This is turning more and more leftist right. <laughs> if there's any common decency in them, you know. Decent people can now see that the radical pro-abortion left is crazed, demonic, and purely evil. Yes. Now there is no doubt among decent Americans which side of this fight is steeped in evil because abortion advocates just couldn't stop at rare or solemn abortions that were considered a last-ditch opinion for unwanted pregnancies, or option, I should say. No, they had to celebrate abortions and expand the definition to not just full-term babies, but even to kill babies up to 28 days after they're born. Hmm. 
To the political left, abortion is no longer a reluctant, shameful procedure, but rather is now something to be celebrated and even repeated as often as possible. Over 25 prominent corporations in America, including Disney's, Levi's, Apple, Netflix, and more, have even promised to pay for employees' abortion vacations so they can travel to places like New York or Los Angeles to have abortions, with all expenses paid. Well, just let you know what you should not be supporting, right? So now, uh, demonic leftists can get pregnant and then get paid to take a vacation and murder their unborn child. This can be repeated ad nauseum because there are no limits on the corporate benefits for abortion tourism. Mm-hmm. Under the 14th Amendment, protected former slaves and now protects unborn babies, he said. The evil nature of the left's true intentions, mass murder, violence, suffering, death, and destruction, is now out in the open for all the world to see, and no reasonable person believes the left wing's lies anymore claiming that murdering unborn babies is necessary for the reproductive health or human rights. Authentic human rights must include the rights of the humans not yet born, for they are protected by the Equal Protection Clause of the 14th Amendment, Section 1, which says that no state may deprive a human being of life, liberty, or property without due process. Abortion ends the life of a unique, conscious, aware, and alive human being. Yet that human being has never been indicted, prosecuted, or found guilty of anything. To, to deprive that human being of the right to life is to violate the 14th Amendment, which was added to the U.S. Constitution following the heinous human rights violations surrounding slavery in America. By rejecting the human rights protections of the 14th Amendment, abortion advocates are taking this country back to the days of slavery, where one group of people could claim ownership and control over another group of people. When slaves were not considered to be full human beings, they were mutilated, raped, abused, bought, and sold, and sometimes even killed. These actions were horrific evils that were eventually overturned, just as Roe v. Wade has been overturned, in the name of human dignity and human rights. Yet today, the abortion zealots want to bring back the very same violations of human rights, claiming that doctors and mothers-to-be somehow have the right to mutilate and murder an entire group of human beings, unmourned human babies, simply because they find the existence of these babies to be inconvenient. By this definition, from leftists, any group of people in America who find another group to be inconvenient must therefore, in their twisted logic, have the right to murder those they despise. Well, guess what? They despise Christians. 
And he goes on to say, this is the pro-abortion argument in a nutshell, that one group of Americans can murder another group of Americans, and that the federal government must protect this right to murder, even though it grossly violates the rights of the individual. Well, this precedent will set the stage for the persecution and murder of Christians too, right? Thus, overturning Roe v. Wade was actually one of the most progressive decisions the U.S. Supreme Court could have possibly rendered. It establishes universal human rights in America, protecting all human beings from the violence and homicide of others. And more importantly, it protects the most vulnerable in society, infants that are wholly unable to defend themselves against such violence. As such, overturning Roe v. Wade uh, protects the ultimate minority, the minority of one. Okay, under left-wing Luciferians oppose human rights being expanded to include those they wish to kill. You see, it is progressing. Uh -huh. He said, never forget that the Luciferian left claims to operate from a philosophical framework of inclusiveness and tolerance. Yet their proclamations of compassion and human rights never extend to their own unborn children. Thus they are discriminatory, not inclusive. Their tolerance isn't even strong enough to tolerate the life of another conscious human being that they don't wish to have around, so they demand the right to kill that individual at will, on demand, as they say. These are not the philosophical pillars of compassionate, empathetic, inclusive people. They are desires of a murderous death cult that allies itself with Lucifer while rejecting Christ and God. LGBT pushers and abortion advocates are not on the side of good. They are wholly aligned with pure evil. And now, thanks to SCOTUS, we have um, achieved remarkable clarity on what the abortion, LGBT, grooming, pedophile left actually stands for. They are murderers, rapists, pedophiles, groomers, and demons. Their goal is the complete destruction of Christianity and anything smacking of God, which is why they also enjoy shredding Bibles. And he goes on to say, watch the following video, um, Profanity Warning, depicting left-wing abortion advocates, Luciferians, shredding a pastor's Bible while verbally mocking him. Finally, there's also video of an abortion advocate screaming about how he loves killing babies. Hmm. Well, in all of this, folks, we don't want to forget our job um, is the Great Commission and the good news. Not just opposing evil, but offering a solution. And opposing evil while not offering a solution is ineffective. We have the solution. Any one of these decrepit people who gets saved 
changes their mind. And there are a lot of them out there that could be a great witness. Okay, I want to address this civil war in the U.S. a little bit more. Uh, something we have received in our morning prayer meeting and through prophecy and through the Word is that the deep state will be used by God to bring down apostate Babylonish Christianity in the United States, especially the leadership. They will target them with fire, sword, pestilence, and famine, just as Babylon did in the Scriptures against the apostate people of God. So God uses men to chasten uh, whom he will. And at the same time, we have received that Cyrus uh, Trump will continue to conquer the Babylonish deep state and bring them to justice. Many have been executed in military tribunals in five different locations that I know of. And since these are both true, there can be but one scenario where these things can both happen, civil war, which we are in right now, although many people don't recognize it because all they listen to is the national news, and they don't want you to know that this is happening. Uh, I don't think the uh, alliance or the deep state wants you to know of the war that's happening right now, but you'll soon see. They call it D-class, and it's coming fast. So the battle is between the elite radicalized left-wing globalists, mostly Democratic Party, Muslims, MS-13, Antifa, perverse sexual groups, anarchists of all kinds, and the patriotic Christian and right-wing of the alliance. Okay. Ken Dewey received this word called Walls in America. It's about civil war. Ken Dewey, 11-20-2018 I woke up early in the morning, turning in bed. I looked at the clock and it said 2-2-2 a.m. 2-22 a.m. And 2 is the number of division. There is a revelation in Proverbs 2, 21 through 22. For the upright shall dwell in the land, and the perfect shall remain in it. But the wicked shall be cut off from the land. I want to tell you, they are cutting them off right now. The alliance is winning war after war, battle after battle. and uh, But... The deep state still has some very nasty tricks to pull. Okay. But the wicked shall be cut off from the land, and the treacherous shall be rooted out of it. As we know, the Babylonish Empire fell. Yes, and it fell to Cyrus. And Trump is our Cyrus. And the prayers of the saints are helping him in this battle, for sure. He said, I said to myself, what does that mean? I have always been aware that God speaks in numbers with special meanings in the scripture. I got out of bed and went to prayer, and this is what I heard. Look at the first two days of creation and see, I did separate light from darkness. 
and waters from the waters. I separated the land from the firmament and made heaven. Yeah. I will move the two, earth and heavens, and I will bring awakening. I will be known by men to be the creator. Men have not believed for wanted uh, or wanted to believe that I exist. Now I will show them my creative power. I will shake everything that can be shaken, and they will be forced to see me. Well, earthquakes that split the country will be part of this judgment. See that um, 20 divided by 2 is 10, and then add the numbers 10 and 2, and you have 12. 12 is the number uh, for my governmental perfection. 10 is the number of completion of testing. Uh, I move now to bring men to see my government. I am the Lord, and besides me there is no other. I am your only God, and I rule, and none can speak or correct me, for I am your God alone. I will soon take back my earth from men who have tried to strip it from me. Men have moved against me. Two, both male and female, and I will move to complete my work for all to see. I will reveal my reasons for making two, male and female, and all will know the difference in my two. <laughs> yes. See that there are now a two walls in America. There is the border wall, which many do not want, and then there is another wall built right across America dividing the land. The boundaries were plain to see in red and blue. Yes, that is true. Right and left wing, right? Stark, standing out in the vision, the wall was plainly built and men would fight over it. Well, how ironic. The division of right and left is partly over the border wall, right? While I heard that uh, heard the above words, I saw a vision and heard sounds. This is what I saw and heard. The sound of rumbling of war machines, guns, and bombs. I saw the bullets flying over the dividing wall in America as the two sides fought. I heard then the words, Civil War fought, men dying, blood in the streets. This caused me to remember again the several times now that I have heard the Lord speak before about Civil War coming again to America. In the end of these words and visions, I saw there knowing that we are entering right now into a very dangerous into very dangerous days in America. The time is very short for this nation. America's land will never again be the same as it has been, but is changed by another civil war. I knew that the second war was to be much worse than the first and would leave the nation divided into parts. I have seen America ceasing to be America. 
as it is, and becoming a battleground which would divide into pieces or sections. Unlike the first civil war, this new civil war will divide permanently men from men, land from land, and there would be separate governments arise from the aftermath. Many will arise to fight again for freedom. They will have their place, but those fighting against freedom will also have their place. America will never be as it has been, united again, but it will divide and be less than it has been in the past. Like the Soviet Union divided and fell, so will this nation. And Ken said, I have spoken this word as I have heard it. Lord, help your people who believe to come up under you and live in the secret place, for there will be no safe place besides you. The Desert Prophet. Yeah. As we have said, this civil war is happening, and it will get worse. Um... I'm going to share Matt's dream with you uh, about the deep state demon rats going to try for a false flag attack on the Russians, again to try and start World War III uh, to distract from their evil works and their uh, election cheating, and uh, a war would make more money for the elites who are actually being plundered by Trump as everybody is soon to find out. So this was given to Matt Stewart on 11, 12, 18, uh, and we called it False Flag War with Russia and Distractions. The dream started like this. Several of us, Greg, Gabe, Anna, myself, and a few others I did not recognize were in a foreign country and none of us knew where we were, but I knew in the spirit that it was Russia. We were all walking down a road towards the center of a city, and we all came to a stop. But I noticed that the road continued on towards the center of the city and came to a roundabout, and in the center of the roundabout was a water fountain feature. And there were cars and people walking around this roundabout. Then Gabe said, We should go to this restaurant over here. The restaurant was off the road a little bit and to the right. Well, many dreams have likened UBM to a restaurant. And in Russia also there are spiritual restaurants to partake of God's food, right? Then a couple of others in the group agreed, and so they all went. I turned towards the restaurant to go, but then I looked down the road to the roundabout and saw a column of smoke or cloud coming down towards the center of the city, and it hit with a big explosion. The wave of shock and debris went out, and I knew that the people engulfed in it were obliterated. I thought to myself, 
I hope it doesn't reach out here where I'm at, unquote. My first thought was that it was a nuclear bomb going off, but the shock wave and the destruction was very small compared to a nuclear bomb, which made me think of an asteroid hitting. Well, uh, also, battlefield nukes are much smaller and can be mounted on missiles, too. So if you really didn't want to wake up an enemy furiously to continue a nuclear war, you might hit them with something smaller than um, what they would expect. Then I knew in my spirit that the remaining people in the city were very angry and thought that the Americans did this to them. I turned and looked down the opposite way from the city. There was a foxhole with two American military men in it. Well, it sounded like a false flag by the deep state. Okay. One was of a higher rank than the other, and then the Russians started shooting at the two Americans in the foxhole. All of a sudden, bullets and bombs started flying by in both directions. The Russians weren't only aiming for the Americans in the foxhole, but even further beyond that. As I looked up from the scene of the two Americans in the foxhole and looked beyond them, I could see a land of distant countries being shot at by the Russians, and they were shooting back. Hmm. Well, let me say, this appears to be what has happened before, a false flag by the deep state to start a war between Russia and the West. And this is uh, the elite attempting to make money on the war because Trump has been drying up their income, also to distract from their dirty deeds and the theft of the elections. Also, their depopulation campaign. So this all fits in their good plan, you know. Then I continued on into the restaurant, but took one look towards the city to see the destruction. But there was no destruction. Then I realized I must have uh, just seen a vision of something to come. Well, or uh, the roundabout uh, destruction didn't reach all the way into the city, but um, I'm realizing too that it, he uh, it was something to come. So he's right on that, you know. But it also could be the other. I also uh, I mean I mean both together. Excuse me. I asked the Lord for a word by faith at random for for the overall dream and received Nahum one six and through eight okay who can stand before his indignation and who can abide in the fierceness of his anger his wrath is poured out like fire and the rocks are broken asunder by him the lord is good a stronghold in the day of trouble and he knoweth them that take refuge in him but with an overflowing flood, he will make a full end of her place and will pursue his enemies into darkness. 
So we received by faith at random this parable of civil war in the United States on 11-11-18. The full story is in chapters 19 through 21 in Judges. The portion received was about the conquering of the perverse left wing. And this is at at least the second time recently that we've received this. It is uh, the story of the tribe of Benjamin who defended perversion in the form of gang raping a defenseless woman in their midst, much like the satanic deep state are known for doing to men, women, and children. So the demonic party has defended and taken part in this like Benjamin did and um, factioned against Israel who stood against this perversion to both of their destructions. The right wing had a setback but ultimately wiped out Benjamin. Yeah. Judges 20, 43 through 46 says, They enclosed the Benjamites round about and chased them and trod them down at their resting place as far as over against Gebeah towards the sun rising. And there fell of Benjamin 18,000 men. All these were men of valor except they were defending a bunch of perverts. Mm-hmm. And they turned and fled towards the wilderness unto the rock of Rimmon. And they gleaned of them in the highways 5,000 men and followed hard after them unto Gittim and smote of them 2,000 men. So that all who fell that day of Benjamin were twenty and five thousand men that drew the sword. All these were men of valor. So all Israel set an ambush, much as the Trumpites have done to the perverse left wing, in watching them cheat, steal, and rape while gathering proof for the tribunals. Benjamin was taken down to 600 men and was almost extinguished as a tribe, uh, which will happen to the deep state also. Okay, and this is a revelation given to Marilyn Clink on 72809, American Civil War. Okay, uh, obviously that, as I've said, is happening. Um... The, the sides are very polarized. They don't mind killing each other, right? It is a civil war. In the dream, a godly sister in Christ and I were at some train tracks watching young men board the trains. The young men were dressed in American Civil War uniforms and going off to war. The sister and I implored them not to go, telling them that this war would not be good and that brother would end up fighting brother. No one would heed our tearful pleas. They just kept boarding the trains. I noticed that in addition to each soldier carrying a rifle, 
They also had a small pack or tray of seedling vegetables like you plant in your garden in the spring. I understood the part of the dream about Civil War coming, but was puzzled over the seedling vegetable plants. I felt that somehow the plants represented in some way the disruption of food or crops because of the Civil War. But after praying, I also thought that they might indicate that the war would start in the spring. Mm -hmm. Perhaps this dream has some relevance to the events we see coming to pass now. Uh, the second seal in Revelation 6, 3, and 4 is war, and the third seal is Revelation 6, 5, and 6, uh, which is famine. So war quite often brings famine, and uh, I believe this time it will too, since we're already being set up by the deep state to have famine in the destruction of the creatures that we uh, need to eat and the poisoning of the crops we need to eat and so on and so forth. And um, the one good thing about this section of Revelation 6, um, 3 through 6, is that just before it, the man-child ministry comes, in whom, of course, Jesus is uh, bringing a reformer ministry to reform the church and to bring them into tribulation. Much like Moses uh, reformed the church of his day and brought them into tribulation. Okay? So, here's another one. Civil War in the U.S. Kenneth R. Atnip, Sr. 12-18-2010 My 16-year-old daughter, Mary Ann, had a dream a few days ago. She dreamed of civil war against the government. The scene was very chaotic, and those in rebellion to the government were going house to house, forcing any and all men to join with them. Many of us Christians were in hiding, not willing to join in a rebellion against the government. Well, let me say, the Lord forbid this uh, against some of the most wicked governments in the world. Uh, did not permit the Christians to fight against them. Yeah. So, the right wing will be a threat against Christians, too, who will not kill. Although Christians will not agree with the government, they will obey Jesus and not take up arms to kill them. He has others without biblical convictions that are capable of doing this, and they will. So um, we're actually uh, should be uh, neutral in something like this in that we want to offer the gospel to both sides. We can see a lot of the right wing are not Christians. They don't have Christian principles. They won't be at peace either. So they need to know Jesus too. She awoke in the middle of the night with a strong taste of blood in her mouth. Her 13-year-old sister, Amy, 
woke up as well and immediately asked her what was wrong. The 16-year-old said that she had the taste of blood in her mouth, to which the 13-year-old asked, Were you dreaming of war? Somehow she knew that she was dreaming of war. Last November, my three-year-old son, Jeremiah, slept with mom and dad. He woke up at 5.30 a.m. yelling, quote, War is coming. People are dying. People are crying to God, unquote. And Kenneth said, he has no idea what these things are. It woke me out of a dead sleep, and I sat up and looked at him. He was wide awake and started telling of hearing a noise. Pop, pop, pop. He kept repeating. All day, he kept talking about the big balloons coming and looking out the window. He said, maybe they won't come. Maybe they will pop. <laughs> well, this will be come a shooting war. That's what the Pop Pop Pup's about. Um, so I want to share a little bit more with you about should we die by the sword or should we die by the cross? <laughs> I want to preface my what I'm about to say with this. I'm in agreement with Cyrus Trump conquering Babylon and bringing it into its extreme criminality. But when this turns into a civil war, I do not agree Christians should disobey Jesus and fight with flesh and blood, which we are commanded not to do. We should leave this up to those who are doing this, who have no conviction of Christianity, to obey Jesus. There's a lot of Christians that don't obey Jesus. They, they go by their reason instead, and they think this has to be done. Well, yes, maybe so, but it doesn't have to be done by Christians. Uh, God can always raise up a right wing that has nothing to do with Christianity, and he has. So there are people out there that will defend this country with guns and kill, contrary to what Jesus commanded. So we should leave this up to them. Our kingdom is not of this world. We are called to bring uh, as many people as possible from both sides into the kingdom of God and eternal life. And those who disobey our kingdom won't be part of it. It's the eternal kingdom. So just be patient with me and I want to share something that just may save your physical and eternal life. If you're not willing to believe only what the scriptures say concerning your relationship to this evil world and its God-ordained plan in your life, don't waste your time listening to me. Okay. When Peter used the sword to keep Jesus from going to the cross, he said, all they that take the sword shall perish with the sword. That's Jesus' theology there. <laughs> and even though the true saints will not agree with much that's about to happen in this world, they will not take 
the sword of man and break their covenant with God, as the apostates and their leadership will. God's plan for his people is to demonstrate it. It is demonstrated by Jesus. John 12 and 23, And Jesus answered them, saying, The hour is come that the Son of Man should be glorified. Verily, verily, I say unto you, except a grain of wheat fall into the earth and die, it abideth by itself alone. But if it die, it bears much fruit. He that loveth his life loseth it. He's talking about your old carnal life, the kind that takes sides in this world against other people. He that loveth his life loseth it. And he that hateth his life in this world shall keep it unto life eternal. He's talking about losing your soulish life, the kind that worldly uh, people have, the patriotism that worldly people have in, in both sides to fight against one another. Patriotism, by the way, has killed more people than religion. Hmm... That's right. Do you think patriotism uh, is godly? Uh, I can tell you from Jesus' own words, it is not. Uh, our kingdom is not of this world. We shouldn't join with a kingdom of this world against another kingdom of this world. First of all, you would be fighting against some people on the other side who are ignorant Christians. They are part of your kingdom. Yeah, that's not right. If any man serve me, let him follow me, that where I am, there shall also be my servant. And if any man serve me, him will the Father honor. Well, it'll make you um, hated by the world to do what Jesus said. But we're headed for a different kingdom, right? As Jesus was uh, a seed sown in the dirt of this earth, so was, must we be. The wicked of this world are the dirt that puts to death the fleshly husk of the seed so that the inner life can come forth and bear fruit. As a lamb does not struggle with a wolf, the seed does not struggle with the dirt, but permits it to fulfill its purpose. Luke 10 and 3 says, I send you forth as lambs in the midst of wolves. In God's plan, wolves devour the flesh of the lambs. He uses the wicked to chasten his children. 2 Samuel 7 and 14 says, I will be his father, and he shall be my son. And if he commits iniquity, I will chasten him with the rod of men and with the stripes of the children of men. All worldly beast kingdoms as Daniel described them, were raised up to come against God's people when they fell into apostasy. The Bible relates this over and over and over. They were raised up for that purpose. Don't side with the beast against anybody. They're trying to make a war between uh, Russia and America or Russia and the West now. Don't side with either one. Our kingdom is not of this world. 
Second Corinthians 4.11 says, For we who live are always delivered unto death for Jesus' sake, that the life also of Jesus may be manifested in our mortal flesh. So he's not talking about physical death here. He's talking about death to self. The thing that causes wars. I'll read it again. For we who live are always delivered unto death for Jesus' sake, that the life also of Jesus may be manifested in our mortal flesh, not the new body to come, but this mortal flesh. If you die to self, you can live to Christ. Wherefore we faint not, but though our outward man is decaying, yet our inward man is renewed day by day. And I want to say they both want the same territory. So one of them's got to die. And so it will be. If you lose your outer life that fights for this world, loves this world, as a part of this world, then your inner man will be renewed day by day. For our light, light affliction, which is for the moment, worketh for us more and more exceedingly an eternal weight of glory. The glory of God will be manifested in those who will, quote, resist not him that is evil, unquote, a commandment of Jesus, but will turn the other cheek, quote, unquote, another commandment of Jesus. Oh, but that means this and that means that. No, it means just exactly what it says. And permit the dirt to do its job. No one else can drive the nails. You're unable to do it, and the other Christians shouldn't be doing it. If you don't lose your life, your carnal life, you won't gain your higher life. And what it's in the mortal flesh that we're talking about. It's God's plan to use the harlot and the beast to crucify our old man. This is history. He repeats history. Acts 2 and 23 says, Him, that is Jesus, being delivered up by the determinate counsel and foreknowledge of God. You might say how unjust this was. Peter wanted to stop it. <laughs> but you see, God was in it. Being delivered up by the determinate counsel and foreknowledge of God, ye by the hand of lawless men did crucify and slay. What lawless men? All of them were lawless. All of the so-called religious people who claimed God were in favor of this. And they used the Roman government to do it, the beast kingdom to do it. So they were allied with the beast kingdom. The harlot was allowed was allied with the beast kingdom to crucify Jesus. And the same is true for the body of Christ. Okay, 4 and 27 of Acts. For of a truth in this city against thy holy servant Jesus, whom thou didst anoint both Herod and Pontius Pilate, there's the Roman beast, with the Gentiles and the peoples of Israel were gathered together to do whatsoever thy hand and thy counsel foreordained to come to pass. So we see here that the beast and the harlot were ordained of God to crucify Jesus and the saints.
So through death to self, at their hands, the world will see Jesus in us, and we will be enabled to fulfill the Great Commission. 1 Peter 4 and 1, For as much then as Christ suffered in the flesh, arm ye yourselves also with the same mind. Oh no, we must avoid that. That's what the flesh says. Avoid that suffering in the flesh, right? No, no. For he that has suffered in the flesh has ceased from sin. Oh. That you no longer should live the rest of your time in the flesh to the lusts of men, but to the will of God. In other words, you're here to die just like Jesus. You're here to lose your life so that you gain your higher life. You're born from above life. So in the days when God's people were ruled over by the Roman beast, it was written, Romans 13 and 1. Now some people, oh, oh you're one of them. Okay, I'm just, I know the scriptures, and I'm for the scriptures. And I don't care what other people say, how bad this verse in this text is. They're wrong. It's written by the Lord. Romans 13 and 1. Let every soul be in subjection to the higher powers. For there is no power but of God. Did you hear that? You notice that God gave power to the beast and to the harlot to crucify Jesus. And this is the same two entities that have crucified the saints on down through history. There is no power but of God. And the powers that be are ordained of God. Therefore, he that resisteth the power withstandeth the ordinance of God. And they that withstand shall receive to themselves judgment. Okay, so you can resist these crucifying entities of the beast and the harlot who brought Jesus to his cross and will bring the body of Christ to their cross. You can withstand them, but you'll receive judgment. Though Christians are forbidden, to take the mark and the image of the beast, they're also forbidden to take up arms against secular nations over them. This puts the people of God in a position of weakness like Jesus when he submitted to his cross instead of fighting. He said, if my kingdom was of this world, my, my servants would fight. <laughs> yeah. But they're not of this world. And they didn't fight. So, using Babylon and her king as a type of the U.S. and her president, God warned his people to submit to her as far as secular matters go. He said, Obey every ordinance of man for the Lord's sake. And Jeremiah 27 and 5 says, I have made the earth and the men and the beasts that are upon the face of the earth by my great power and by my outstretched arm, and I give it unto whomsoever it seemeth right unto me. And now I have given all these lands into the hand of Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, my servant, my servant. To do what? To once again crucify the saints. Do you want to fight against your crucifiers? Jesus didn't. Neither did the rest of the apostles, right? Verse 7, And all the nations shall serve him. 
And it shall come to pass that the nation and the kingdom which will not serve the same Nebuchadnezzar king of Babylon, that will not put their neck under the yoke of the king of Babylon, that nation will I punish, says the Lord. We've got a punishment coming. It's a civil war. Yes. With the sword, with famine, and with pestilence. Oh, that's what Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon, and that's what Babylon used to bring down apostate Christianity in its full rebellion against God, which it is today. Okay. One child can read the Bible and tell God's people are in rebellion against his word. until I have consumed them by his hand. So God would be on the side of the beast and the harlot to crucify his rebellious people. Well, notice that the deep state Babylon has sent these three things against God's people, and it's killing many. Yeah, famine and pestilence and the sword. Verse 9, But as for you that is, the Christians, hearken ye not to your prophets, nor to your diviners, nor to your dreams, nor to your soothsayers, nor to your sorcerers that speak unto you, saying, You shall not serve the king of Babylon, for they prophesy a lie unto you. Again, we're in favor of the fall of Babylon. It's a very, it's the most corrupt regime that's ever ruled in the earth. Uh, but we are not going to fight against them because we are forbidden to do that. We are forbidden to kill them. We can only share the gospel with them. Let me say this. If they kill you and you know Jesus, you go to heaven. If you kill them and they don't know Jesus, they go to hell forever. <laughs> That's not your job. Okay? For they prophesy a lie unto you to remove you far from your land, and that I should drive you out and you should perish. Verse 12. And I spake unto Zedekiah, king of Judah, the apostate leadership of God's people at the time, according to all these words, saying, Bring your necks under the yoke of the king of Babylon and serve him and his people and live. Now, what he's saying is, we need to obey the rules that are passed on down to us. Uh, it doesn't matter which group comes into authority here. We still have to obey the rules of the government that God puts over us. Uh, the Babylonish group is, is on its way out, and we will be submitted to the alliance shortly thereafter. Um, and so, even now, while Babylon is partially in control, we have to submit. Because we want to be at peace with the beast government so we can do our job, which is to preach to the people. And uh, serve him and his people and live. Why will you die, thou and thy people? By the sword, by famine, and by pestilence. As the Lord has spoken concerning the nation that will not serve the king of Babylon. And hearken not unto the words of the prophets that speak unto you, saying, You shall not serve the king of Babylon, for they prophesy a lie unto you. Yeah, the New Age people who are perverting Christians. 
They're saying, oh, no, we're going to have peace. We're going to destroy all of them. We're going to have peace and, you know, so on and so forth. No, it's not going to be peace. There's no peace to the wicked, saith the Lord. For I have not sent them, says the Lord, but they prophesy falsely in my name. We see at the head of uh, um, the alliance, many of the spokespersons, the people who speak about the inner workings and so on. A lot of these are just New Age people. They're all prophets of this peace and prosperity thing. Yeah. And they speak unto you, he says, that I may drive you out and that you may perish, ye and the prophets that prophesy unto you. So fear this warning and do not listen to the false prophets who come as patriots to stir up Christians to rebel against this country. That's not your job. You're forbidden to do this. It will save your life if you will listen. Those who do, God will destroy by the hand of this government. In this way, God will cleanse his body of those who refuse to obey to go to their cross. Amen. He told them that they would have safety while they were going to their cross if they would submit to the government. Okay. Jesus said, listen to Jesus. He said, love your enemies. He didn't say shoot them. And turn the other cheek. He didn't say shoot them. He didn't say make war with them. He commanded just the opposite. That's what those concentration camps are for. They're expecting and waiting for Christians to take the sword. And Jesus said, All they that take the sword shall perish with the sword. I am certainly not excusing the government's actions in any of this. Good is good and bad is bad. We've been under a bad government. We're going under a less bad government. <laughs> Um, which we like. Uh, but we don't want to fight against the government that's on its way out. That's other people's jobs. That's not our job. We don't wrestle with flesh and blood, but with the principalities and powers. This is how we bring down governments. God will uh, bring the United States against his people and their apostate leaders because they have ignored his covenant. Hosea 8 and 1. Set the trumpet to thy mouth. As an eagle, he cometh against the house of the Lord, because they have transgressed my covenant and trespassed my law. It's like you saying, okay, I'm rebelling, Lord, against your word, but I don't want a spanking. I am not going to take a spanking. <laughs> Who are the spankees here? You know, <laughs> they shall cry unto me, my God. We Israel know thee. Yeah, they they do say that. I'm talking about the church now, the New Testament parallel to this. Israel hath cast off that which is good. The enemy shall pursue him. Oh, you think the beast and the harlot is going to pursue the Christians? 
if you don't think that, you haven't read the book of Revelation. <laughs> they have set up kings, but not by me. They have made princes, and I knew it not. Of their silver and their gold have they made them idols, that they may be cut off. Yes, they received gold to go into the wilderness with, and they made idols out of it, and they had to lose it, right? In the days of Jesus, we see this same type in these days. The apostate people of God were in bondage to the Roman beast for their rebellion against the word. These stiff-necked people of God were in constant revolution against the Romans and paying a great penalty for it. Mark 15 and 6 says, Now at the feast he used to release unto them one prisoner whom they asked of him. And there was one called Barabbas, <laughs> bound with them that made insurrection or revolution. Men who in the insurrection had committed murder. Oh, he called it murder. Oh, notice. Who were they murdering? Romans, the beast. And the multitude went up and began to ask him to do as he was wont to do unto them. And Pilate answered them, saying, Will ye that I release unto you the king of the Jews? Now this was God's people. And today they wouldn't like Jesus any better than they did back then. Verse 10 says, For he perceived that for envy the chief priests had delivered him up. Today, if Jesus went into these churches, he'd be thrown out just like he was back then. Because he's different. He is in agreement with the word of God, and they are not. But the chief priest stirred up the multitude that he should rather release Barabbas unto them. <laughs> Wow, isn't that something? So here's a murderer that they want to release and crucify the king of glory. John 18 and 40. They cried out therefore again, saying, Not this man, but Barabbas. Now, Barabbas was a robber. Oh, wait a minute. This guy who was fighting a war against the Roman beast was a murderer and a robber because of what he did to the Romans. <clears throat> Notice that Barabbas and many with him who were in prison for making a revolution against the Romans, Jesus suffered in the place of this Jewish patriot. In like manner, the true body of Christ will suffer innocently because of Christian patriots who will revolt against the U.S.-slash-U.N. beast. Are we against their ways? Absolutely. Absolutely. Do we agree with what they're doing and all their crime? No, we don't. But we're not going to kill anybody. In another type, Barabbas was chosen out of all the Jews that were in prison with him to be released. Barabbas means son of the father. <laughs> because Jesus went to the cross, 
a remnant of these people who truly are sons of the Father will be forgiven and saved. Yes, even those militants who killed the beast, some that killed the harlot, they'll be saved. So militant patriots do not understand what the Holy Spirit showed in this text, that killing Romans or Americans is murder, and that those who steal from them are robbers. Hmm. Remember, God did not defend almost a thousand very religious patriots when the Romans destroyed, whom the Romans destroyed, uh, in 66 A.D. When the Jews rebelled against the Romans, they captured this mountain a thousand meters above the Judean wilderness in a well-supplied, seemingly impregnable fortress and the Jews attempted for seven years to hold out against the Roman beast. <clears throat> In a clear type, all but a remnant of seven committed suicide and brought an end to the worldly state of Israel. Christian, quote-unquote, rebels in our day will in effect commit suicide by fighting against the beast and bring an end to the worldly state of the church. <laughs> yeah, except it's not the church. The church is the called out ones. The church is the people that obey the word of God. They come out from the, the rebels in the church who are going to be put to death by the beast, and they obey the world, word of God. And Jesus gave us permission to flee like sheep before the wolves, but not to fight in the flesh as wolves do. Matthew 10 and 16, Behold, I send you forth as sheep in the midst of wolves. Be ye therefore wise as serpents and harmless, harmless as doves. Doves not, don't have a whole lot of defense against wolves, do they? Nor do sheep have a whole lot of defense against wolves. But he went on to say, But when they persecute you in this city, flee into the next. For verily I say unto you, You shall not have gone through the cities of Israel till the Son of Man be come. Hmm. <laughs> Notice that this persecution will spread the word through the cities of God's people, and he will come. Praise his name. So every beast kingdom was raised up by God to chasten and bring into bondage and crucifixion his rebellious people, and so it will be with the Babylon of our day. Our warfare is not with flesh and blood men, but with the demon principalities and powers that rule them. Ephesians 6 and 12. And in Matthew 5 and 38, he said, you have heard that it was said, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. In other words, I'll kill them because they kill me. Right? But I say unto you, resist not him that is evil. But whosoever smiteth thee on the right cheek, turn to him the other also. And in James 4 and 7, the Lord said, resist the devil and he will flee from you. 
See, you have authority over the demons that rule these people and rule these warfares. You have authority over them. Use that authority. Don't go out and fight with weapons. Jesus forbade it. Many will fight to keep uh, from going into captivity, but only God determines if one needs to be in this captivity for maturing. Revelation 13 and 9 says, If any man hath an ear, let him hear. If any man is for captivity. Who sent people into captivity? God did. Why? Because they were in rebellion uh, against the Word of God. If any man is for captivity, into captivity he goeth. This is what God says. If you're for it, you're going to go into it because you need it. And if any man shall kill with the sword, with the sword must he be killed. Here is the patience and the faith of the saints. Mm -hmm. So only God gives authority to the beast to bring his people into bondage or death. And if he wants to defend his, per his people because they're obedient and they've already died to self and they're obedient, then he will save them from the beast. And he does it all the time. So, let me say that not only can God protect those who are mature, but he can also give rest to those who need to submit to their cross. John 19, 11, Jesus said, Jesus answered him, Thou wouldest have no power against me except it were given thee from above. Ooh. Hmm. Thou wouldest have no power against me except it were given thee from above. It's the same for us. Like our Lord, we are to receive everything as from God and leave retaliation up to him. Romans 12 and 17 says, Render to no man evil for evil. Take thought for thoughts honorable in the sight of all men. And if it be possible, as much as in you lieth, be at peace with all men, all men. Avenge not yourselves, beloved, but give place unto the wrath. And uh, whatever that wrath is of God wasn't in the original, but uh, whatever that wrath is, it says give place to it. For it is written, Vengeance belongeth unto me. I will recompense, says the Lord. In other words, you want to pay back your enemies? That's my job. I will do that. If you will obey him, he will keep you safe. If you rebel and you join in this, he's saying you're going to die with the sword. But if thine enemy hunger, feed him. And if he thirst, give him to drink. For in so doing, thou shalt heap coals of fire upon his head. Be not overcome of evil, but overcome evil with good. So our old man wants to live by defending self and retaliating, but our obedience to these commands crucifies that carnal nature in us. Satan seeks through well-meaning people to keep us from this cross. Kind of like Peter. Mm -hmm. Matthew 16 and 21. 
From that time began Jesus to show unto his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem, suffer many things of the elders and chief priests and scribes, and be killed, and the third day be raised up. And Peter took him and began to rebuke him, saying, Be it far from thee, Lord, this shall never be unto thee. And he turned and said unto Peter, Get thee behind me, Satan, for thou art a stumbling block unto me, for thou mindest not the things of God, but the things of men. Yes, he was going to defend Jesus, he even brought a sword. <laughs> yeah. Notice that Peter, by the spirit of Satan, was a stumbling block by trying to dissuade Jesus from going to his cross. And Peter later took up the sword to try to enforce his way and again met with rebuke. Then said Jesus unto his disciples, If any man would come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. For whosoever would save his life shall lose it, and whosoever shall lose his life for my sake shall find it. Even when we are at our best, the hidden carnal nature must be crucified. First Peter 2 and 20 says, For what glory is it if when you sin and are buffeted for it, you shall take it patiently? But if you, when you do well and suffer for it, you shall take it patiently. This is a uh, acceptable with God. For hereunto were you called, because Christ also suffered for you, leaving you an example, an example, that you should follow his steps. Now, it's true, we don't have to be physically crucified. Our crucifixion is more spiritual. It's a death to self in order to follow God. Verse 22, who did no sin, neither was guile found in his mouth, who, when he was reviled, reviled not again, and when he suffered, threatened not, but committed himself to him that judges righteously. So what could be clearer? We're to follow in Jesus' steps by cooperating with God's process of using the harlot religious system and the beast kingdom to bring us to the cross. We're not to resist them by force. The laws of our kingdom do not permit us to fight with flesh and blood or to try to escape captivity, as we just saw. John eighteen thirty six. Jesus answered, My kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, then would my servants fight that I should not be delivered to the Jews. Peter tried to do that. <laughs> But now is my kingdom not from hence. So in the days leading up to a civil war in the midst of the one world order, many will stand up against the U.S. as the king of the south. And uh, included among these are some of God's people who will try to impose their vision of the kingdom of God in the, in the United States by violent methods, but they will be killed. Daniel eleven fourteen says, And in those times there shall many stand up against the king of the south, also the children of the violent among thy people shall lift themselves up to establish the vision 
but they shall fall. God will not permit fleshly methods to have any success so that his people learn to walk in the Spirit. And 12 and 7, It shall be for a time, times and a half, when they have made an end of breaking in pieces the power of, I'm going to say self, in the holy people. All these things shall be finished. So it took that three and a half years of the war against the saints to break the power of the holy people. Yes, they are self-willed. Yes, they won't go to their cross. Notice that our temptation to use our own power has to be crucified. Zechariah 4 and 6 says, Not by might, that's our might, nor by power, that's our power, but by the, my Spirit, saith the Lord of hosts. Yeah. So, war is of the world and is motivated by lust, not God. So says the Lord. James 4 and 1, Whence come wars? Whence come fightings among you? Come they not hence even of your pleasures that war in your members? The very thing we need to get rid of, right? You lust and you have not. You kill and covet and cannot obtain. What's he talking about? War. You fight and war, and you have not because you ask not. Well, most of God's people don't know that they can ask and get answers. <laughs> That's true. Those who join with the world to make war with their enemies are enemies of the cross and of God. Verse 4, he goes on to say, You adulteresses, know you not that the friendship of the world is enmity with God? Now what's he talking about? Friendship of the world, adulteresses. Those people who go out and join the beast to fight against the beast. <laughs> Whosoever, therefore, would be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. Okay. So, uh, we do have a spiritual warfare to accomplish. Jesus gave us authority over the principalities and powers and the rulers of this darkness, and this is the only way this battle is won. You can go out and fight with a sword, but you'll lose. You can go to fighting against the principalities and powers who rule over these people, and you can win. Luke 10 and 19, Jesus said, Behold, I have given you authority to tread upon serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall in any wise hurt you. Hmm. Wow. See, if you spite the if you fight the spiritual warfare against these serpents and scorpions, which, are, by the way, are legions of demons, and over all the power of the enemy, nothing shall in any wise hurt you. Revelation 12 tells us the saints won this battle with the dragon, who is the devil and the god of Babylon. Did you know the dragon was the god of Babylon? That's right. Is it not so now? Absolutely, they're Satanists. 
Revelation 12, 7 through 12. And there was war in heaven, Michael and his angels going forth to war with the dragon, and the dragon warred and his angels. And they prevailed not, neither was their place found any more in heaven. And the great dragon was cast down, the old serpent, he that is called the devil and Satan, the deceiver of the whole world and most of the Christians. <laughs> he was cast down to the earth, and his angels were cast down with him. And who did this? Well, let's read on. And I heard a great voice in heaven saying, Now is come the salvation and the power and the kingdom of our God and the authority of his Christ, who accuseth our brethren, is cast down, who accuseth them before our God day and night. Them is who? Brethren. And they, that is the saints, overcame him because of the blood of them. They overcame who? The devil and his angels. Oh, yes, the angels carried out the physical warfare, but who had to first come with this authority of Christ? We just read it. Okay. The saints. And they, the saints, overcame him because of the blood of the Lamb, because of the word of their testimony, and they love not their life even unto death. Therefore rejoice, O heavens, and ye that dwell in them. Woe for the earth and for the sea, because the devil has gone down to you, having great wrath, knowing that he hath but a short time. <laughs> yes. So then comes, of course, the war against the saints, Revelation 13, and on and on. So we see God's plan is not man's plan. There are, th there are a lot of moralizers out there who've never read the Bible nor put the pieces together. It's very plain. Jesus was an example. He didn't do anything to try to conquer those Romans who were putting him on the cross. He didn't do anything to try to physically conquer the apostate Jews who were putting him on the cross. And he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Anybody who abides in him will walk as he walked. So you see, we have a warfare, one that we can do a lot of good with, coming against the principalities and powers and rulers of darkness. We can cast them down. And if this doesn't happen, believe me, Trump won't do anything with the deep state. There are people out there, friends, who are doing this warfare, and that's why he's winning. And to the extent that a lot of people aren't doing it, to that extent, the end is delayed. You know why the man-child hadn't come? Because the bride's not ready. Why is that? They haven't discovered this. So, but he is coming, and he will come for a spotless and blemishless bride. Thank you, Father. Well, Lord, thank you so much for showing us these things, and thank you, Lord, for helping us to hold fast to your word and not be tricked by the world nor the worldly church 
into getting into battles that are not ours. We ask it, Father, in the name of Jesus, and we thank you for it. Amen. All right. God bless you, saints. Thank you for being with us today. And we'll do this again sometime. For information, materials, and to contribute, go to unleavenedbreadministries.org. Contributions only may be addressed to David Eels. Post Office Box 231616, Montgomery, Alabama, 36123. Though the rivers rise, I still believe. For oh, your mercy stands and your word is true. Oh, Jesus, I trust in you. And when I face that darkest night, what will be my guiding light? Shining rays of red and white Jesus, I trust in you Sacred heart in you I find Mercy seated for all time I am yours and you are mine Oh Jesus, I trust in you Though the mountains fall into the sea Though the rivers rise, I still believe For your mercy stands and your word is true Oh Jesus, I trust in you Though the mountains fall into the sea Though the rivers rise, I still believe For your mercy stands and your word is true Oh Jesus Jesus